It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk, presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. Got Care Levin's very own Reggie Wilson with me. Life is good. I miss you, Reg. Happy Monday. Yeah, happy Monday, man. Hope you had a great weekend. Can't complain. We got a good one lined up today talking about where experts are ranking Harrison Smith as one of the best safeties in the NFL. Going to get you all caught up on the Twins and which two players were voted into the All-Star team and later putting Reggie on the hot seat with what does it mean. All coming up on Superior Sports Talk. Remember, follow along on Lockdown Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. And on Twitter, smash that follow button at LockedOnMIN. All right. To football we go, 64 days until week one of the NFL season kicks off. ESPN's latest article ranks the 10 best safeties in football. Harrison Smith, what do you think, Reggie? 50 NFL coaches, scouts, experts, they all got in a room together, decided on the 10 best safeties in football. Where do you think Harrison Smith landed on that list? I cheated. You cheated. Hey, he was number five last year. I assumed I, I assumed he would dip down a little. Go ahead, unveil it to the folks listening at home. Number seven. Here's the thing. If you cheated, you probably saw some quotes. I'll rip them <laughs> out for the fans listening at home. One NFC front office member said, quote, Smith, no doubt, still the standard and prototype for a long time, but age gets to us all. An NFL offensive coach, when asked about Harry the Hitman, said, yeah, absolutely must account for him on every snap. The list of safeties that do that is pretty short. Guys like him, still hard to find. Finally, a high-ranking NFL official said he still has all the things that make him special. Brains, mm-hmm. instincts, and experience will always get him close to the action. So I'm a huge Harrison Smith guy. Always have been, always will be. And I admit, he's lost a half step. He's entering his 11th NFL season. But we talk about all the time. We talked about last week with a guy like Khalil Mack. When great players get stuck on bad teams or a team that's going through some down seasons, those elite guys tend to get lost in the shuffle a little bit. They don't get the recognition of peers who, you know, make the playoffs or go on a Super Bowl run like Jesse Bates from Cincinnati. Hmm. Harry's 33 years old now. A lot of wear and tear on the tires for sure. But I still think Harry's still got two or three really good years of football left in the tank. And I'm excited to see how Ed Donatel deploys him in this new 3-4 defense for the first time in his career. Thoughts on Dirty Harry landing seventh on the list? I think it's fair. You know, I, I think, you know, you, you look at him and it's definitely like, okay, he's not the same guy, but he's still mm-hmm. great at what he does. And I think, you know, he kind of had a, a season. I thought this, this, this article made a really good point. Um, some of the cornerback play, from the Vikings last year caused Harry to really kind of overcompensate a little bit right? and really, you know, kind of get some bad angles and all that Mm -hmm. good stuff. You know, when you get older, players always kind of adapt. You know, they they try to play smarter and not harder because, you know, the skills have 
you know, not eroded, but th they've transitioned. How about mm. that for a word? Well they, said. They've transitioned a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there were a few games last year where you were like, I don't, man, okay, does he still have it? I'm, I'm not sure. And then You just didn't you know, hear I, his name called a lot, you know? Like, right. hey, I haven't heard Harry's name called in like three weeks. What's going on with Harry, man? Right, but then he had the, the play against the Steelers, I believe, on that Thursday mm -hmm. night game um, to, to kind of save the game for them. And you were just like, oh, okay, okay. All right, he's still, he's still that guy. He's still him, you know. And I, I think he still is very productive even at his advanced stage, I guess we would call it. Um, mm -hmm. And that's still a guy that I'd rather have out there, you know, over – a lot of guys in the league. Right. You know, I think him landing at seven is fair because, you know, maybe maybe only five or six guys you'd rather have in all of the NFL over him. Here's the, the kind of wild thing about this list. Five of the top six guys are all from the AFC. In mm. order, Justin Simmons, Minka Fitzpatrick, Kevin Byard, Derwin James. Your top four are all from the AFC. Then you got Buda Baker, the first NFC, followed by Jesse Bates at six. So really, when it comes to the NFC, Smith's still the second best safety in the NFC behind only Cardinals Buda Baker. And I know he's not in his prime anymore where you, you know, you'd get the 100-plus tackles, three-and-a-half sacks, five interceptions. But the thing that's special about Harry is his ability to do it all. He's just a coach's dream back there because mm -hmm. you can line him up in so many different ways and packages. Swiss Army knife, they call him. He can drop yeah. back in center field and be the ball hawk. He can get up to the line of scrimmage, be almost an extra linebacker. Incredible instincts for the game has always been his forte. And that's something that not only doesn't diminish with time, but actually continues to get better. I mean, he understands the game so much more now than he did even you know five, six years ago. And because he was never a guy that based his play solely off athletic ability, but more football smarts, IQ, and awareness, I think he can still play at a Pro Bowl level. And what nobody's talking about much is he's going to be a mentor and coach on the field for the next wave and really mold guys like Lewis Seen and Cam Bynum, which is probably what I'm most excited about. We've talked about it before, but that was right after the draft. Now that we're getting closer to training camp, how do you think this safety core for the Vikings shakes out? Is it... Harry and Bynum right out the gate. They sprinkle in scene a little bit. Do you think we see three safety looks right away in week one? What's the gameplay, if you had to guess, with finding a way to get all three of these guys on the field? Well, I know you, you don't take um, scene in the mm -hmm. first round if you're not ready to use him. Exactly. It's just funny because we've had, you know, all these other drafts, you know, the, the NBA draft, the NHL draft, and these guys are getting taken, and you're like, oh, yeah, like I remember uh, Bill Guerin, when talking about their first round draft pick, well, their first first round draft pick, mm -hmm. he was just like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll see him in a couple years," and it's just like, "Oh okay," <laughs> you know. But that's that's how those sports go. But mm -hmm. in the NFL, you know, you draft guys whether it, unless it's like a quarterback and you already have one and you're just mm -hmm. ready to stash the guy, you know, for a year. Let him let him hold the clipboard and really learn from a guy like Blank, you know, for a year before he gets. You know, his first action, you look at like a, a Patrick Mahomes, his first year behind Alex Smith or something like that. But usually when you take these guys, especially in the first round, you're looking at guys that can make an immediate impact. Mm -hmm. And maybe I can see, you know, because Bynum has a little bit more 
experience in the NFL, having, you know, started those couple games last season. Maybe you do start with Smith and Bynum for, you know, a game or two, but I can see them rotating, seeing in and getting him some snaps in those games. And then maybe we do see them employ the the three safety look because I do think Cam Bynum is talented and, and should be out there on the field, but I also think that Lewis Seen is talented and should be out there too. You know, there is a little bit of a learning curve when you come in, you know, as a rookie, but what I do see is that, you know, he kind of acclimates himself to the game and, and then we kind of start seeing him in there and then we see him kind of turning into that game record that we expect to see him be when they drafted him in the first round. Obviously, it's a great problem to have. Too much talent trying to figure out which one of these young guys is going to start to kind of rise to the top a little bit first. Training camp's going to be a huge indicator as far as where the Vikings coaching staff has these guys ranked and playing in different positions and different schemes, different mm -hmm. packages, things like that. You know, if Harrison Smith truly is getting a little slower, maybe it's not the worst idea in the world on certain downs and distances to have him play more of a linebacker in the box type of role. Mm. And then you have Bynum and Seen back there. Now, obviously, they got four, even five linebackers right now on paper yeah. to be the starters with Brian Asamoah. But I'm just saying, guys get dinged up throughout the year, or you notice maybe Harry's just not the center fielder ball hawk that he once was. You can still put out two great young athletic safeties back there and have Harry more as maybe a hybrid linebacker strong safety kind of guy can you mm. imagine holding a harrison smith rookie card now 11 years later <laughs> well you can with sports card investor it's completely free and you can browse from over 630,000 cards at any given time download the sports card investor app today available for free in the google play and apple app stores or go to sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on this locked on podcast is brought to you by home chef now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Let's jump to the NFC North real quick. Packers got Adrian Amos in the honorable mentions list, mm -hmm. plus players who also received a few votes kind of in the discussion a little bit. Packers Darnell Savage, who's a former first round pick, Chicago Bear Eddie Jackson. Reggie, mm -hmm. that's two Packers in the mix. Which team safety unit would you rather have for both the present and the future, Viking safety core or the Packers unit? Oh, I definitely go with the Vikings. Not even close for me. For I mean, sure, you got a future yeah. Hall of Famer in Smith, right. who's got two, right. three rock solid years left, grooming yep. a first round pick and yep. what looks to be like maybe a diamond in the rough here with fifth round pick Cam Bynum. I yeah. just love this mix of Pro Bowl vet and then the young raw talent ready to be developed. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that as well because, you know, you, you kind of draft seen as maybe like an heir apparent mm-hmm. to Harrison Smith, you know, a guy that, that can be rangy, who can, you know, roam the field sideline to sideline and, and just be a difference maker out there. You know, we keep using the, the phrase game wrecker. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's the type of guy that that scene can be. And it, it's just so interesting all the players that were drafted from the the Georgia national championship oh, team, just you know, they, they got the love spread over there to Green Bay as well. And I'm like, okay, we'll see if the the Vikings uh, Georgia player is better than the, the Green Bay guys. Right, right. It's going to be funny watching them line up against each other two times a year. Just looking at the list, I got to tell you, there is some phenomenal young talent on here that's just like Absolutely. scratching the surface of how good they could be. First of all, Minka and Derwin James and Jesse Bates are all only 25 years old. What? It, it seems like they've been playing for a decade, at least Minka and Derwin. They were drafted so young. Buda Baker's mm-hmm. only 26. But on the honorable mentions, you've got Javon Holland from Miami, Jeremy Chin for the Panthers, 22 and 24 years old, respectively. Holland had near rookie of the year type performance in season last year. Mm. And Chin, I got to sit down and watch him a few times. I'm telling you, he is what you just mentioned. An absolute game wrecker. Star in the making. Vikings fans will tell you. Chin forced three turnovers versus the Vikings his rookie season not long ago. Single-handedly changed the game that day. Six foot three, two twenty-five. Just an absolute Sheesh. beast. The four, NFL. Four, six, yeah, just forty yard wild, dash. man. Yeah, came Sheesh. from that small school, so went, you know, like early second round to make that first run. But NFL's in good hands at safety for years to come. Just pretty Absolutely. cool to see these rankings, uh, you know, get some healthy debate going we want to hear from you go comment on the youtube channel let us know what you think 64 days until week one of the nfl season viking training camp just two weeks away until then reggie and i got you covered every step of the way all right to baseball we go minnesota twins they lose their series in arlington this weekend but didn't get swept they won last night six five thanks to ryan jeffers home run in the six to put him on the top to twitter we go aaron gleeman the geek minnesota twins have the third best record and third best run differential in the american league behind only the yankees in the astros they also have a winning record versus all three divisions pretty wild stat there i didn't know that our boy mm. nash walker on twitter the Twins are the same group we knew on opening day. Incomplete. They've benefited from a bad division and have an opportunity to fortify the roster 15 short games from now. He's not wrong, Reggie. I mean, Twins lead in the Central, four and a half over Cleveland, five over Chicago. In fact, another good one from Gleeman on Twitter. Cleveland is now two and eight since those back-to-back walk-off <laughs> wins against the Twins. Momentum in baseball is a myth. Reggie, quick takeaways from this weekend's series. Where the Twins stand in this soft division, and with 15 games before the deadline, people want to know, are they going to make a move for more pitching help? And if so, who's it going to cost? So they do need to make a move, I believe, for Mm -hmm. some bullpen help. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not really sure who you want to give up for that. Um, Okay, here's a wild card. They've had all the success that they've had so far this season, largely without Miguel Sano. Maybe he could be a piece that they could there look to go. move Interesting. for, for like a, a good arm. You know, like he's a guy that, you know, is a difference maker when he's out there. But mm-hmm. 
maybe it's someone that you know you found a way to to work around and you're like Mm -hmm. wow like you know because we're all thinking like wow he's going to be coming back soon where does he fit in like and who do you remove out of this lineup to put him in there and you know sometimes he's had some struggles with some strikeouts and things like that hasn't been the most efficient player uh when he's out there but he does have some pop in that bat and you can always you know use that and, and enjoy that aspect but maybe you maybe you do something like that you know him as a trade piece for you know some type of a, a good bullpen arm or two you know um because they do need some help i think one thing that really kind of concerned me watching this series this past weekend was just how uh, I don't, I don't even know the word to describe it, but just how ugh, the pitching mm-hmm. was from top to bottom, whether it was starters, you know, Sonny Gray ended up getting hit pretty good on, on Friday. And then uh, Saturday, the pitching wasn't very good top to bottom either. Like it, it seemed like every first or second inning or something like that, you, you saw the Rangers going up two, three runs. You're like, oh, dang, here we go. And, you know, things kind of stabilized. The bats from the Twins were able to kind of overcome some of that. And that's pretty cool that, you know, no matter how far out of reach the game looks, the Twins can kind of hit themselves back into the game. That's good. But then when you got the bullpen just giving up even more runs, you're just like, well, shoot, like how do you even stop this avalanche? Like Mm -hmm. it's it's just one of those like bleeds that you can't, you know, put enough pressure on it's just you just kind of bleeding out with some of this pitching and that's the concern moving forward you know you've kind of been lucky if you will with the the White Sox really not uh hitting their stride like you thought that they would and then the the Guardians really being really inconsistent this season Mm -hmm. you know as you said two and eight since you know those heroics against the Twins uh, a few weeks back and you're like well that's kind of been the saving grace to keep the twins up. But just imagine if the pitching was a little bit more consistent from the twins, how much further their lead would be in the division. A rare pitching performance from all three starters this weekend, something that we're not used to seeing. However, something that many fans and experts predicted would be the case all year starting in April. Ryan, Gray, Smeltzer combined for 14 earned runs in just 12 innings. Joe Ryan now three poor starts in a row after coming back Mm. from that long break on the COVID list. Just hasn't looked the same quite yet. But on brighter news, I'm a glass half full guy. Not one, but two of your Minnesota Twins were selected at the All-Star Game. No surprise who they were. Byron Buxton, Luis Arise. I could sit here and go on and on about all the stats. Arise making batting 350 look easy. Buxton's 23 home runs. And more importantly, on pace to play 122 games twice as much as he played last year when he only suited up for 60. I want to keep digging because I want to know from a team standpoint, who are the team's next three best All-Stars as we sit here today? If Buxton and Louie are one and two, who's three, four, and five for the Twins? All right. I think just from Gravitas alone, you put Carlos Correa in there at three. Agreed. Yep. You know, um, looking at the roster right now, you, you probably go... I think Johan Duran's got to be in the mix somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to do pitchers, yeah, you do Duran. Mm-hmm. It's funny because um, before this past start, you probably go Sonny Gray as well. I could uh, see him there. being flirting with that. If not in the top five, maybe number six, just right there for sure. 
Exactly. Or then, you know, maybe you look at guys like Jorge Polanco or mm-hmm. Gio Urshela. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been pretty consistent this season as well. But I, I just I think the lineup has been solid. You know, any given night, you know, you may have, you know, Larnick hitting the home right. run or, or garlic, right. you know, hitting the home run or Miranda, you know, you're a lot. Yeah. Mean, uh, the other night it was Kepler. Right. You know, he yep. hit a bomb. You know, I wouldn't put him in that all-star category, but you know, different times that, you know, different guys have stepped up. Nick Gordon, you know, he's hitting Nick bombs. Gordon's you're like solid dude. You're like, dang, like, okay, where's this coming from? So I think the, the lineup is in good hands from top to bottom. And, you know, there are other guys that, you know, you could have seen as as possible All-Stars. Like, you'll see if if something happens to one of the, the other reserves or the starters can't go, I can see them sneaking Correa in there, you know, mm-hmm. as an All-Star. But, you know, I think th- this team is solid from top to bottom, and it's, it's cool to see guys like Arise and guys like Buxton, you know, in the first year of this new contract that he signed make it to the all-star game. I think that's kind of like the best case scenario. And, you know, you see Buxton, you know, kind of crash into the wall after that Willie Mays type catch on Friday and he gets up and he's all right. And I think that's kind of the best case scenario as well. You're like, man, he's still kind of playing with that same reckless abandon, you know, cause that's Buck. That's how he plays. I don't think he knows how to play any other way. But now, you know, he's getting up and, and he's just shaking off some of these things as opposed to, you know, getting hurt and going on the shelf. Yeah, the entire state of Minnesota collectively holding their breath <laughs> as he sat there and then just springs up like, you know, this ain't the old Buxton all of a sudden. Yeah. It just looks fresh, a little uh, pep in his step. You know, I'm no expert when it comes to MLB, but I can almost guarantee you Guys like Buxton and Arise must be on the juice. The good juice. Athletic Greens. Unlock your talent with Athletic (laughs) Greens. Whether you're going paleo, vegan, keto, dairy-free, or even gluten-free, Athletic Greens has you covered. 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, superfoods, and probiotics. Visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network for your first taste of Athletic Greens that has over 7,000 five-star reviews. That's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Yeah, just real quick wrap up. Three, four, five best players for the Twins. I think you got to go Johan, assuming we're putting pitchers into the uh, you know the entire pool. Then a combo of Correa and Polanco, both just kind of on fire the last three, four weeks all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And then I think you're right. Sonny Gray has to be right there in the discussion as well because he's been the Twins' best and most consistent starting pitcher since the beginning of the year. Twins get a day off today. Then they play two with Milwaukee, wrap up the first half with four games versus the White Sox. Huge division implications on the line there. Rest assured, Reggie and I will be there every step of the way and get you all caught up. All right, 
Time has come. My favorite segment's here. I'm putting Reggie on the hot seat with What Does It Mean? Covering all the latest hot topics in Minnesota sports. First up, I don't know if you caught this one, Reg. When asked about the Minnesota Timberwolves, Shaquille O'Neal was mm. quoted this weekend saying, ain't nobody beating this team in a seven-game series. With the dust finally settling from this trade, just how good of a starting five, forget about depth, just your starting five do the Wolves possess? And what's their biggest hurdle making a championship push standing in their way? You know, I think it's very interesting that Shaq said this, <laughs> you know, because he loves him some big man, you know? Yes, he does. Yep, maybe At a little biased. Yeah, a little biased there. At times, he's he's called on both Cat and Gobert at different times. Yes, he has. You know, to dominate. Go out there and dominate, Ernie. I was waiting I think for he it. Needs to, he needs to go out there and just dominate. Dominate. So, like, I think he looks at it from that standpoint. You know, now the, the Twins, I mean, not the Twins, but the Timberwolves em, yeah. employing the, the Twin Towers now, mm-hmm. you know, with Cat and – uh, go bear at four and five. And I think what's interesting about this whole thing is, you know, with the league going to more of a small ball approach, you know, you're kind of looking at guys like, I mean, look at the, the, the NBA finals teams, you oh. know, you were talking about the, the quote unquote big man, Robert Williams mm-hmm. is six foot nine. Kevon Looney is six, nine. Like, you know, they didn't have James Wiseman, but you know, I would wonder what, the game looked like if they were to put James Wiseman in because there were times in the playoffs where we kind of saw the the dominant big men, if you will. You know, I, I, Jimmy Butler was just quoted talking about how strong Stephen Adams is and how, you know, if you run into him, you're you're basically kind of going on the shelf a little bit. You don't you don't want to see him on a screen running into that guy. But guys like him were getting played off the court. Because mm-hmm. they just weren't able to keep up. And more athletic guys like, you know, with, with Memphis, uh, it was uh, Xavier Tillman and Brandon Clark, you know, that were really kind of killing the Wolves on the boards in that series. And so you kind of look at that and you're like, well, I'm not sure. You know, Rudy is pretty athletic. You know, I was looking at him at the, the press conference and the dude is just chiseled. Like it's he's crazy. not a dude that, that has like a lot of, you know, body fat going for him you know he's not like a traditional big like you know you would see from a Shaq or something like that that you know Shaq was carrying some weight on him when he was playing big beefy boxy yeah he's not that guy you know and and sometimes you know they would implore him to kind of be a little bit more of a perimeter defender I don't think that's his strength but Mm -hmm. I do think that he has the athleticism to just kind of keep up right yeah in that regard and so I think that's the part where you're like okay we can see, you know, how they can maybe kind of make this thing work. But, you know, I think that's kind of strong for Shaq to say, you know, in a seven-game series, nobody is beating them because, you know, looking at the team last year, you saw that they had all the talent in the world, but it just means a little bit more to be able to actually win these games and win these series, and they haven't done it. And just to automatically just say, like, oh, yeah, nobody's beating them in a seven-game series, I think it's a little premature, and I think it's a little ambitious to say something like that. But, you know, obviously, like we said before, he has a big man bias, and he sees two big men who can dominate. And I think that's something that he sees as, like, a, a strength for them and a strength against 
any team in the West. All right, next one up. What does it mean? We didn't touch on this last week, but Baker Mayfield finally traded from Cleveland, goes to the Panthers for a fifth-round pick. Considering the cheap price tag of a day-three pick, what does it mean when it comes to maybe why the Vikings' front office didn't try to make a move for Baker and upgrade their backup quarterback position currently held by Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond? Also, with all those rumors swirling around possibly trading Kirk Cousins this offseason... What do you think the Vikings could have gotten for him in return when you see Baker only goes for a fifth-round pick? Yeah, I mean, they probably could have gotten a good return, but then it's like, okay, well, who do you put out there and place right, right. Kirk well, Cousins? Who they would have to find? draft somebody. Yeah. yeah, they would have to draft someone, or you know, maybe they, they give up that that you know fifth-round pick or whatever for Baker Mayfield. Which, by the way, you did all of that posturing this offseason, <laughs> just to find out you really didn't have any leverage to trade this no guy. You, Nothing to stand and you up. you had to end up getting a fifth-round pick for Baker May. After all that, mm. you know, after the draft, you know, it, it's approaching training camp now, mm-hmm. and you do all of that, you know, bring in Deshaun Watson, you know, Jacoby Brissett, all of this, only to get a fifth-round pick from your previous, you know, three-year starting quarterback, like, that's it? That's all you get? Like, that That kind of just tells you where, you know, they were in that whole situation. And really, probably the, the value that most teams saw for Baker Mayfield. Honestly, he's going to Carolina, and it's just like, between him and Sam Darnold, I don't know if they really have a quarterback you really are confident in. You know, no. I, I think I think Baker is okay. Like he's solid, but you know that's not a guy that I put in the top. You know, twenty really uh, quarterbacks in the league. Like he's not a guy that's going out there and really elevating that offense. You know, you put him in a good system where you know he's throwing the ball where he's supposed to, and you know all that. I don't know. Maybe maybe Carolina might be a little bit of a, a sinking ship there. You know, they hired Ben McAdoo as offensive coordinator. He he was with Dallas last year, I believe, but it's kind of like an analyst, but he really hadn't done much of anything since, you know, he left the Giants. I'm not really sure that that's the guy that you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to fix this offense, you know, after they fired Joe Brady last year. I'm just not really sure what to think of this this Panthers team. You know, God bless them with Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield. I saw him in person against the Vikings this past season, and he was mid you know, Eesh. to to put Missing it OBJ wide open, yeah, the field just, a few times. Just, what are you doing? Like looking at him, I'm just like, Psh. and this is a guy that you know a, a sector of Vikings fans were looking at to replace. Like if you're thinking about this guy as a replacement for Kirk Cousins, you might need your head examined because <laughs> he is not better than what Kirk Cousins can do. You know, and no, I'm looking kinda... at Kirk Cousins being able to elevate his game to really kind of transcend this offense this upcoming season with the new coaching staff in place. And so, you know, I, I don't I don't think you make a trade like that for a guy like him to have him sit behind Kirk Cousins. I think that really kind of brings a little bit more of a distraction to the quarterback room because he still believes that he's a starter in this league and he's going to try to, you know, compete to start in Carolina. But I don't think you do anything to mess up the quarterback room in Minnesota right now, especially when you're trying mm-hmm. to build good momentum with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, they got a good mix. Obviously, you got your clear-cut starter, you got the vet holding the clipboard, and then you got your young developmental quarterback, uh, I right. guess you would say. Baker, interesting kind of 
timeline, I guess. Heisman winner at Oklahoma goes number one overall. The Browns were 1-31 before he showed up. Brings them up to respectability in a tough division. You know, things just got really messy there towards the end, and sometimes you just need a fresh start and a new place to kind of call home. Maybe that's Carolina. I think he does beat out Sam Darnold eventually. Starting late, hitting the playbook, obviously, it's what, July 11th. May take him a while to get acclimated there. Sam Darnold probably has the edge right out the gate, but just going to be interesting the playbook to is see. new to him, too. You know, that's true. That's that's a good point. Here's the thing that's interesting, though. Goes for a fifth-round pick. We saw Carson Wentz go for a second and a third. Matt mm-hmm. Ryan went for a third. I'm just sitting there all offseason. We were wondering, all right, if Cousins is going to get traded, what are you going to get for him? I mean, a second? A, 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 maybe a first? I don't know. It's interesting to see how the draft played out. Now, you wouldn't have known this at the time, and Kwesi would have been forced to have to overdraft one of those quarterbacks, but guys like Malik Willis, mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, they all went pretty late, later than we all thought. Could have right. got them late day two, early day three, but certainly, again, it's just kind of interesting to see what these veteran quarterbacks end up going for. Again, Cleveland and Baker both kind of played themselves out of any leverage trading him to any other team. Surprise Seattle wasn't in the mix. Seems like they're all on board to roll with Drew Locke going into the season. Okay. All right. All right. Good for you. God bless. Good for you. Okay. Hey, that's a wrap. Back here tomorrow breaking down more Twins, Vikes, plenty more. Remember, like, rate, review, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day. Another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports. He's Reggie Wilson. Follow him on Twitter at Reggie Wilson TV and on Care 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out. Be blessed. Spread love this week. This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.